Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Couch Rotato Podcast. Producer Adam joins me on today's show to talk about the movie that you guys and gals voted for in our latest fan poll. That's right, we are talking about Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, which just turned 20 years old back in July. So we're going to dig into that one a little bit here. Open up the treasure chest, if you will. Talk about all the fun stuff from a very fun movie. So after the trailer, we present to you Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. The curse has been unleashed. We're not facing normal pirates. The forces are gathering. Here there be monsters. <laughs> and the battle between good and evil is about to begin. Starts this Wednesday. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. My name is Russ, and joining me on today's show is producer Adam. Adam, uh, I know uh, earlier on you uh, sent me via text message you were not you weren't feeling very well, so I appreciate you soldiering through. Um, you said uh, had a stomach bug. Uh, you said it could have been Subway uh, affecting you. I'm blaming it on Subway. Maybe use it as blackmail. I don't know how you feel about that. But are you doing well? Doing okay? I'm doing. I'm doing well. Uh, I'd feel better if uh, I got some money from Subway. So I'm all for blackmailing. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to put it on the socials that uh, you soldiered through this. You were a champion despite Subway food poisoning. So either we could get a million dollars a piece from Subway, they could sponsor the show, or free sandwiches for life. Excellent. Either way. Uh, I mean, I don't know how you feel. I usually don't eat uh, food that has caused me to get sick. Uh I am currently at war with uh, the folks at Chipotle for the same reason. Um, never got sick. They started giving out those free coupons to people to get them to come back because their food was uh, giving people bad cases of food poisoning. And then, lo and behold, I got food poisoning from a free Chipotle burrito that they were giving out because their food was giving people food poisoning. Yeah, see that's it's that's it's luck. fucking poetic. Charles Dickens can write a better story than that. <laughs> so Subway, if yeah, you're listening, uh, go ahead. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm uh, I'm not, I'm not going back to Subway anytime soon either. So. Okay, unless well, there's free stuff, and then you know, yeah. So Subway, if you're listening, and I hope you are, a million dollars a piece sponsorship of this show or free sandwiches for life. Those are the conditions. One of those three, we're golden. Excellent. Um, we are uh, convening today. Uh, we're doing a little movie podcast, and uh, we put this up for you guys and gals to vote on. Uh, we had four choices up, uh, ran it a couple days. We had uh, Tropic Thunder. We had Godzilla. And uh, Adam went super dark and wanted to uh, put Schindler's List up as a uh, potential episode. Uh, I... 
I'm so glad that one didn't win. It's a fantastic movie, but I I couldn't watch it. It it's really tough to watch. I'm I mean it is 30 years old this year, so I mean, and it's an excellent movie. It's very uh, it's very necessary. I guess is a, a good word for um, what it is. It would have felt yeah, really weird uh, trying to come up with the I said forget about it, cuh, for the best line whether good or bad line of the movie that would have been really weird to come out without from schindler's list yeah i don't know or the highlight reel what's that what's that uh what's that uh sketch show with uh ricky gervais we'd uh all extras the honor yeah we'd have to give the honorary uh best line to i like to make lists (laughs) (laughs) yeah i because we we can do that. <laughs> I'm so glad that uh, that one didn't win. Actually, I got a text message from a mutual friend of ours that said that that was the movie that we should do because the rest of our choices sucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, not a lot of people like Godzilla, and I understood that, but I had to I had to give it a shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason we put uh, those four uh, movies on the for you to pick they all celebrate some kind of milestone anniversary uh schindler's list as we said was uh 30 30 uh godzilla yeah. was 25 uh 98 so yeah 25. okay um we had tropic thunder on the list that was uh is that f- that was 2013 wasn't it no it's 2008 uh, so yeah. that would that would be uh It'd be 15 years old. And then uh, the last uh, choice we had was the uh, movie that we're doing today. The one that you guys and gals voted for was Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, which turns 20 years old. Well, actually, it just turned 20 back in July. So we're a little late, but still celebrating an anniversary nonetheless. Uh, But I I thought they were uh, good choices. I was actually surprised that uh, Tropic Thunder didn't win. I yeah, thought for Tom sure Thunder. that would have yeah. one. I, I maybe I could see why it would have been a. It's a movie that uh, in today's society doesn't age too well. Now I actually saw an article about that uh, today as well. Um, but as un PC as it was, it was very successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe we'll revisit that one down the road. Maybe we'll just say fuck it, throw caution to the wind, and do it. <laughs> I know that's the one that uh, Jenna wanted us to do, but unfortunately, yeah, pirates. Well, let's we'll make it a, a pack now. Uh, Tropic Thunder will happen at some point. Okay, maybe not today, maybe that. not tomorrow, but someday. <laughs> but uh, I'm excited to do this one. Uh, pirates of the Caribbean: Curse of the Black Pearl. Uh, it had been a while since I watched it, so uh, of course, in uh, only the fashion I know how to watch a movie, it took me three nights to watch it because I would fall asleep on the couch or the chair not saying that the movie's bad it just i think i'm old and i've uh hit that point in my life to where i'm just an old man now and i fall asleep super easy for anything uh so uh for you when was the first time you seen pirates um it was when it released um i saw it at a drive-in theater um i believe i was in high school and yeah, it was a really, really good time. I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. I remember seeing the uh, 
the trailers and I got super annoyed at the trailer uh, because they showed like a really long shot of them walking through the water mm-hmm. and it was always on during something I was watching on TV. <laughs> it's just like, come on, get on with it. I get it. They're walking through the water. But that scene ends up being one of the coolest scenes in the movie. Right. Um, I know. Yeah, I, I remember watching it back in 03. I didn't check it out until it hit uh, DVD. Um, we, uh, you know, I both eventually, uh, that's how we met, but uh, working at Best Buy at the time when it was, uh, they sold movies in the stores. Uh, they used to have like their big, uh, every Tuesday would be the new releases that would come out. And usually, I don't know why, I just found myself having to buy each new release that came out. And I remember when this came out in theaters, I really didn't have a strong desire to see it because uh, Disney, I think, had attempted the theme park movie at least twice before this because I knew they did the Country Bears because that's in my Mm -hmm. research notes. And then wasn't Eddie Murphy's Haunted Mansion before this too? Um, I thought it was after because I do remember thinking like, oh, they're trying to do the whole movie ride or the ride into movie thing again mm. and pretty sure it's after well i'm gonna look it up um but between that uh and i was one of the poor uh, i think i was probably one of the, like the 10 people that actually paid money to see cutthroat island in theaters when it came out uh for those of you that don't know uh cutthroat island was a pirate movie that released I think it was like 95. Um, but it essentially bankrupted Carlico Pictures, which uh, was responsible for uh, Terminator 2. They did Basic Instinct, Total Recall. I mean, they had a bunch of big hits. So that goes to show you how much money they sank into Cut Third Island that it bankrupted the entire studio. And I yeah. kind of... Um, pirate movies left a sour taste in my mouth after that. Um, it seemed like it actually did that for a lot of people because after uh cut third Island, if I'm not mistaken, this is like the first legitimate pirate movie since then. Yeah. I can't think of a solid one between these two. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it seemed to, uh, it seemed to bring back, uh, no haunted mansion actually came out the same year as this. Wow, it came okay. out, uh, in November, November 26, 2003. So Disney was trying to hedge its bets by developing theme park rides in the movies. Yeah, I think, um, I, and this is just me speculating here. It's probably in uh, somebody's trivia, not mine, but I bet you they were just uh, banking on uh, putting these out as popular IP so they could revamp their rides and get people into the theme parks, you know? Oh, it doesn't surprise me. Um, yeah, I got a tidbit about the Country Bears. I think that was their first attempt at that, and I don't think anybody's seen the Country Bears. So more people no, seen Cutthroat Island than they did Country Bears. Um, yeah, I'm I'm surprised that uh, you know they decided to do a pirate movie because, like you said, pirate movies weren't like super um, profitable. And I think the last pirate movie that I remember Disney doing was Blackbeard's Ghost. Mhm. Yeah, um another little uh, bit of uh, trivia uh in a minute there was a, a notorious actor that got offered a role 
in this movie and he turned it down because he uh, felt that uh, pirate movies were box office poison and he wanted no part of it. And then he decided to take a role later on in a later movie because he passed on this one. So I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. We'll save it for the, uh, the trivia portion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this seemed to kick off uh, kind of the, uh, the pirate renaissance for a little bit. Cause we got, uh, I mean, pirates, they did five of them. They did uh master and commander, which is not a pirate movie per se, but it's kind of like a swashbuckling mm-hmm. movie, which I will say to this day, uh, best, uh, old timey England boat mm-hmm. ship movie master and commander is by far the best of anything that's come out. Yeah, I can agree with that. Such a good movie. Damn, we should have fucking put that one on the list, too. <laughs> but I don't think anyone would have voted for it. Probably would have gotten as many votes as Schindler's List. Yeah. Um, But this movie kicked off a bit of a renaissance for pirate movies, and I think the bigger story is it took Johnny Depp, who was a pretty successful actor. I mean, I would say he was probably an A-list star. I mean, he, he pretty much could put his name in a above the marquee of a movie. And I mean, he would sell the movie, but he wasn't what I'd say like an a plus plus list actor. Mm-hmm. He wasn't a guy that you could put in a movie and like, okay, this is going to be a hundred million dollar grossing movie. This seemed right. to kick off, uh, him probably being the biggest star in Hollywood for about four or five years. Cause he went on quite a, yeah. a successful run of movies after the pirate, the, the this one debuted anyways. Yeah, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, uh, Alice in Wonderland. Um, trying to think of. Did he do well, Secret I, Window after this? What's that? Did he do Secret Window after this? No, Secret Window was before this. Uh, I'm just going oh, to cool. run down his IMDb of what he did after this. Because, yeah, he was, he was on quite a stretch there for a bit. And then, of course, now with the stuff with him and Amber Heard, he's kind of, I think he's below Nicholas Cage territory. He's making like, I haven't really seen him in anything, but he started a movie where he was, uh, he was investigating the notorious B I G murders. Oh, I don't know if he was like a detective or a news reporter or what, but, um, but yeah, uh, from 2003, uh, no, you were right. He was uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. He was in the uh, the third uh, El Mariachi movie, The Once Upon a Time in Mexico, which he pretty much steals mm-hmm. that movie from everybody. Yeah. Uh, he did Secret Window. Uh, he did Finding Neverland, which I believe he was nominated for an Academy Award for. Uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. He was in The Corpse Bride. Uh, they did, oh, I forgot about this. They did two, uh, pirates movies back to back. Oh, did he? They, they did dead man's chest and then at world's end, I think they came out oh. in the same okay. year. Uh, then he did, uh, Sweeney Todd, which awesome musical. I'm not a big musical fan, but I was a fan of that one. I think he got nominated for an Oscar for that one. Uh, the Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus. I think he was a replacement for one of the replacements for Heath Ledger because mm-hmm. Heath was in that and he passed away. Um, Public Enemies, 
Alice in Wonderland, uh, The Tourist, which I think was kind of a modest hit with uh, him and Angelina Jolie. Uh, Rango, which is a fucking awesome animated Western movie. Oh, yeah. I love Rango. Uh, the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. That was 2011. And, of course, it starts to go downhill after that. Because uh, he had did uh, Dark Shadows, which was a, a pretty big bomb. Uh, he did The Lone Ranger, which is a huge dud. Uh, he did that Mordecai movie, which to this day, that movie makes no fucking sense to me at all. <laughs> uh, Black Mass, where he was uh, James Whitey Bulger, the infamous uh, Boston mobster. That was a pretty solid movie. But then he did the Alice in Wonderland sequel. and Which was bad. Yeah, it kind of goes downhill for him after that. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, he was probably the biggest star in Hollywood for a while. It's kind of funny how his career has gone. He went from being a reliable leading man. I would say he was probably would be the guy that you would cast if you couldn't get like a Tom Cruise or a Will Smith or, you know, like an A++ mm-hmm. guy. But you were still confident if you kept the budget down, he was going to be the, – the movie was going to be profitable, and then he becomes this A-lister, and now he's like – pretty much unhirable which i'm not going to get into the stuff with amber heard all i know is she apparently shit in his bed he was isn't isn't that what happened yeah 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 you're not wrong Uh, yeah she did and then he uh, was accused of uh domestic violence which no one could really prove who was the guilty party Uh, i think he was found innocent and it's kind of blacklisted him yeah. Although from what I hear, some of the stuff that she said he did, he actually did. So who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And he's ran into a lot of legal problems. Uh, I know he had squandered quite a bit of the money that he had made throughout his career, living yeah. very lavishly. And it's almost like he was banking on, like, I think he knew that eventually his run was going to be over. So I think he was going to start doing what Nick Cage did, where he would just start putting out shit for a paycheck. Yeah, but that's incredibly sad, though, man. Like, I know he was awfully good for a long time, and it's it's just kind of funny how, you know, you something like this happens. You just meet the wrong like the wrong person. You two just don't mesh, and then your career's pretty much in the shitter after that. Yep, and uh, you know he uh, he really, or should I say, Amber Heard really shit the bed on this one. Yeah, she did. Well, he did too because he he hooked up with her. <laughs> but she literally, you know, pooped in his bed. Anyways, yeah, you know, for the longest time, it took me like, what the hell's the all these poop memes about? And then I had to actually research. Like, oh well, she shit in his bed. Um, <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, so uh, we can still separate the uh, the artist from the person. So, uh, not to say that this still isn't an enjoyable movie revisiting it. Um, although I do, uh, looking at it now, it seemed to be, it takes a little time to get going. Like I remember when I watched it on DVD, like being like, I was like, Oh, this movie's fucking awesome. But then watching it, uh, this last time is like, it takes a little bit to get going. It takes, 
it's like a, a, a stew. It's like, okay, you let it sit there percolate for a while. And then like the end product is great, but it's waiting yeah. around for it all day is the shitty part. Yeah. And um, I was saying before the podcast too, like, I think it, it uh, was just a product of the time. Uh, like we were saying before, a lot of pirate movies didn't um, really uh, mesh with the uh, audiences uh, during this time that it came out. And then um, when you mix, uh, you know, actually pirate movie with these uh, CG effects, like you get kind of lightning in a bottle with uh with the newer crowds, the the adolescents and and whatnot, and then they start to like carrots a little bit more. So I will say that the special effects in this hold up incredibly well. Yeah, they really do. Uh, it's like when the uh, last time the last movie we did was Jurassic Park, I believe, and uh, yeah, I mean those. It's it's funny that movies that are this old, the special effects seem to look much better than the movies that we're currently getting. I think it's because they mixed them with practical effects too. But even so, um, you get you get the occasional uh, bad shot in the movie. Um, like in, um, I, I can't really think of one in Jurassic Park, but in, in this one, I didn't like when they uh, kind of did a close up on Elizabeth Swan at the beginning when she's little, um, and kind of like pushed the camera in towards her because you can tell that's a CG model and not a real person. Yeah. Yeah, the when the the pirates are like when they they turn into their ghost like I like I was that yeah. uh, underwater battle that they have with uh, Norrington and uh, the basically the the finale like the last act of the movie it still looks fantastic. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, well, hey, let's uh, knock out some of these categories while we're here. Enough of the chit chat. But yeah, I I thought pirates was a good, um, but it seems like though. This is the only good, like, to me, this is the only good movie of the franchise, though. Like, I think that they got progressively worse as they made more of them. Uh, yeah, I would agree uh, for the most part. Um, Dead Man's Chest was all right, and then, like, they kind of went downhill. The last one was a fun Pirates movie again, I think, because stop being so hard on Johnny Depp, which, I mean, he's the star of the but like, I think that they didn't give enough of the other characters uh, some room to. So it was literally the Johnny Depp show after a while, and then like, you know, this this last movie. I think it's the one with Javier Bardem as the bad guy. Yeah, uh, it, it it turned out to be pretty fun. Well, that's one thing other that I that noticed movie. about it too is it seemed like the first movie really wasn't a, a Jack Sparrow movie. It was essentially Will Turner trying to save Elizabeth from these pirates. And they just happen. The Jack Sparrow character happens to be like this side character that helps Will fulfill his quest. Yeah. And I think that might be why it's, I think they became too reliant on him. It's like in basketball yeah. when like, you know, the, the sixth man becomes like, uh, he has to take somebody's spot for a few weeks and then like he goes on this heater and ends up becoming mm -hmm. a starter. And then like, it seems like the team kind of fails because this guy's not in the role that he should be in and it's affecting the rest of the team. So it's kind of like that to me anyways. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I didn't mean to sidetrack that before we got into the categories, but yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. I, don't know, uh, I just, 
I I I need to go back and revisit five, but I've watched some of the other ones and like the only character that I really dug in the rest of those was Davy Jones. Yeah. Um, I remember uh, we seen Dead Man's Chest at a, a drive-in. It just reminds me of a funny story at the end. Uh, and I'm not spoiling this. This movie came out a long time ago. If you haven't seen Dead Man's Chest, then that's on you. We've, uh, but um, at the end, when Captain Barbosa comes back, yeah. uh, the guy, the couple that we were with. Uh, he got the guy got super fucking excited that Barbosa appears. He goes, "Fuck yes, it's Barbosa!" Just yells it right in the middle of the. See, I I agree with him though because uh, Barbosa is my favorite character in the entire franchise. Everybody likes Jack Sparrow. Barbosa is the most piratey pirate though, and I like him a lot. I agree that that was a very good bit of casting. And actually, before we started this, I debated on whether we should do this episode in our pirate voices. <laughs> oh God. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad we didn't. Cause like my throat would be fucking raw about 30 minutes into this. Um, yeah, but yeah, either, uh, either that or I'd try a bad Jack Sparrow impression and I'm not doing <laughs> No, I think my pirate accent would be more like the, uh, the sea captain from the Simpsons. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which I think, Jeffrey Rush, I think, borrows a little bit of. Maybe not intentionally. Maybe he has no idea who mm-hmm. that Sea Captain is from The Simpsons, but he's got Sea Captain vibes, at least in the voice. He does. I was just, like, the first time I've seen <laughs> that, I'm just waiting for it, like, I'm not attractive. <laughs> uh, yeah, all right. Enough, uh, enough shenanigans. Uh, let's get into the categories. Uh, the Tale of the Tape. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, was released on July 9th, 2003. This stars Johnny Depp, Orlando Bloom, Kira Knightley, Jeffrey Rush, and Jonathan Price. Directed by Gore Verbinski. A Rotten Tomatoes score of 80% from critics and 86% from audiences. Uh, a worldwide box office take of $654 million worldwide. I uh, was also shocked when I've seen this. Uh, this was nominated for five Academy Awards. Um, yeah, uh, all of them technical, but Johnny Depp got a Best Actor nomination for this. Hmm. Okay. And this movie is streaming currently along with the entire Pirates of the Caribbean catalog on Disney+. Plus. So if you want to revisit the series, you uh, can watch it on Disney+. Plus. Which, uh, yeah, I've seen it. Uh, yeah, the $654 million uh, worldwide. Uh, I believe Dead Man's Chest was uh, one of the first movies to crack a billion. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what got think- the rest of them greenlit was the fact that it did so much money. Yeah, I think that uh, I read, and hopefully it's not like stepping on any of your trivia, but yeah. I think I read that it's um, in the top 10 uh, highest grossing franchises of all time at number 10. Yeah, it is. It's uh, the tenth highest gross. It was in my uh, fun facts, but I've got so many here. It's it's really not a big deal. Yeah, this was okay. uh, Pirates is like the tenth highest grossing uh, film franchise of all time, which I think it's a, it's a nice thing to have. Yeah, I think the last one was the lowest grossing of the entire series, if I'm not mistaken. It probably was after uh, number four kind of uh, soured me on. Number four was bad, really, really bad. 
Yeah. But yeah, I was like, wow, Johnny Depp got an Oscar nomination for this. And it seemed like it was that time where if he puts out a movie that was remotely successful at the box office, it's like, all right, just give him a fucking Oscar nomination. It's almost like it's written in his contract. <laughs> um, the uh, scouting report, which these are uh, fun facts about the movie. Uh, this one I found to be very interesting that this was the first movie under the Walt Disney Pictures banner to be rated PG-13. Oh, really? Yeah, which uh, Disney, for the longest time, they owned Hollywood Pictures and they owned Touchstone, which that seemed to be their more adult-oriented uh, wing of their film division. Uh, Touchstone, of course, did like... Uh, I know they did a lot of the Bruckheimer stuff, like The Rock and Gone in 60 Seconds and those those movies. And Hollywood Pictures uh, was kind of like the low-rent uh, division. They did like The Hand That Rocks the Cradle, which was a big hit for them. They did that Bruce Willis uh, sex movie, Color of Night, oh. which we got to see too much of Bruce Willis of. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, first time uh, they'd ever done uh, a PG-13 movie with the Walt Disney Pictures uh, banner on it, which uh, I guess uh, the good thing is that that led to them doing Star Wars. It led them to doing the Marvel stuff. So, But I don't think I was under the, the Walt Disney banner. Um, while they were developing Pirates of the Caribbean, they were not sure if they wanted to give this movie a theatrical release or release it to direct to DVD, which uh, Disney was doing quite a bit of uh, during this time. A lot of their uh, sequels, they did a lot of animated sequels uh, to movies that they would just dump them straight to DVD. But uh, this also, uh, them not being sure, I guess, led to uh, they didn't know how they were going to cast the movie. So they had, if this was going to be a theatrical release, uh, Matthew McConaughey, Robert De Niro, Jim Carrey, and Hugh Jackman were all considered for the role of Jack Sparrow if they decided to go theatrical with this. I guess producers really liked Hugh Jackman, but uh, he wasn't a known name at the time outside of Australia, so they didn't want to give him that big of a role, so they passed on him. And then I guess De Niro was actually offered Jack Sparrow, but he turned it down because he thought that pirate movies were poison and he wanted no part of it, which uh, later on, I guess that's what led him to accept the role of uh, a captain in Star, that Starlight, which I've never seen. Yeah, uh, neither am I. But yeah, it led him to uh, take that role on. And then if they decided to go direct to DVD, uh, they went with uh, Christopher Walken or Carrie... Is it Carrie Elwes, Carrie Yules? I've heard three or four different ways to pronounce this. I've always called him Carrie Elwes. That's Carrie Elwes. I, I, always, I always said his name. Uh, they were going to be considered for Jack Sparrow if they went the direct-to-DVD route, mm-hmm. which I'm glad they went the theatrical <laughs> way. I could see McConaughey as yeah. Sparrow, but that would be about it. Maybe Carrie. I think Carrie could pull off the whimsical part of it. Yeah, it's the Dread Pirate Roberts. Yeah, <laughs> but I think uh, Depp is probably a, the best blend of McConaughey and Jim Carrey. Yeah. Because uh, I think, yeah, J- uh, McConaughey could definitely pull off the cool factor of it, but uh, and then Carrey could pull yeah. off kind of like the more maniacal stuff, the weird oddball stuff. So I think they did all right. Um, 
this was uh, also kind of interesting that the role of Will Turner came down to Orlando Bloom or Heath Ledger. Mm, okay. And Orlando Bloom got the role largely in part because he was part of the Lord of the Rings uh, film series at the time. Which I course, think that was a good bet on Disney's part. Yeah. And um, they actually they released the first trailer for Curse of the Black Pearl uh, on prints of the Lord of the Rings to Two Towers. They capitalized on that crowd by. Yeah. Um, Disney chairman, Michael Eisner, who was the chairman at the time. He's not, uh, the chairman now almost shut production down after the failure of Disney's country bears film, which was based on the Disney theme park attraction, the country bears jamboree. Uh, he changed his mind though, after he'd seen a, a working print of this movie and decided to go forward with it. Mm-hmm. So good call, Michael Eisner made a shitload of money after this. Uh, we did already we did say that the Pirates of the Caribbean film franchise is the tenth highest grossing film franchise of all time, and the last one is uh, I'm bringing in a little bit of my uh, heavy metal fandom into this. The British metal band Bring Me the Horizon takes their name from the uh, they paraphrase the uh, the Jack Sparrow line. Now bring me that horizon. Oh really? Yeah. So that's hmm. where they got that from. So I thought that was a kind of a cool little tidbit. That is cool. I mean, that actually goes into one of mine where I was going to say that that was an improvised line, but you know, that's cool that an improvised line by Jack Sparrow became that. And for those of you who don't listen, hey, uh, bring me the horizons, a fairly big, uh, under 45 heavy metal bands. It seems like that genre is reliant on older acts. So, but that was kind of a cool little tidbit for you kids out there. Yep. So what do you got for us, Adam? So um, uh, I have a few fun facts, but n- nothing uh, nothing as insightful as yours, I, I don't think. Um, more of what happened in the movie. Uh, well, like, that's why that's uh, one of the reasons why I like bringing you on here is because you bring all the technical shit that, like honestly, like okay, that'd be kind of <laughs> cool, but I I don't find it to be that interesting. I always like the backstage, like the casting stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why uh, we I work mean, well I, together, though. Yeah, you do all the casting things. I do all the technical things, and then together we make uh, a, like a a super movie uh, guru. Well, you're like even though you're like uh, it's like Entertainment Weekly meets Fangoria, and that's where we <laughs> come together. All right. So. um yeah, a, a couple of mine were like uh, Johnny Depp's improvised lines, like uh, Savvy was improvised, uh, and he would do it after he, you know, set a plan or asked a question as like, hey, do you understand, you know, what I'm saying? Um, it it kind of just goes with the whole motif that he had um, going for him, the um, uh, Jack Sparrow character that he created. Um, he improvised lines like uh, the whole... Uh, obsession with Unix. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I think there's like one or two times where he like calls somebody a Unix or asks if they're a Unix, and that was improvised as well. Um, I had to look up the meaning and, of that word. Too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I did too when uh, I first heard it. I think I first heard it from this this film, maybe a little bit sooner, but I'm not sure. But, well, uh, I hope you didn't have to use a dictionary because back in 2003, like I didn't have like a, a dictionary readily handy on like 
in the palm of my hand. I would have had to have gone and either booted up my computer or actually read a dictionary. <laughs> well, see, uh, like I said, I was in high school at the time. So, uh, I, I think my mom had one on the, on a bookshelf. Um, and then I also had one available to me at, at school. So, um, I, I, I had a way to get on <laughs> into the dictionary and figure out what works for. Thank God. That's, that's um, one of the, the things I love about modern technology is like, I don't have to go reference, get a, a gigantic fucking book and film through the ease until I find it. I probably would have misspelled it anyways. Yeah, that that was me. Half the time I was looking up anything in the dictionary, I didn't know how to spell anything. At least autocorrect, uh, you know, serves me well on on the phone when I'm trying to look up a word. It's like, why is it eunuch under UN? I cannot find it in here anywhere. <laughs> and I didn't know how to even spell it till today. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound like it starts with an E. No, I would have never so guessed it. So I'd have gotten frustrated and thrown the book. I'm probably broken something. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this shit. Um, let's see here. Um, Unix and stuff. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, there's a scene in the movie where Elizabeth Swan falls off the uh, the um, tower uh, fortress. I don't know what it is. Um, and uh, the coin calls out to the Black Pearl and the crew of the Black Pearl. And then um, if you're you know, looking around for anything cool uh, during those scenes, like I am when I'm looking for hidden Mickey's and Disney movies. Um, there is a cloud formation that looks like a hand grabbing at Port Royal. And it's just a giant hand in the sky as she's falling. Mm-hmm. Um, is that supposed to be Mickey Mouse? Uh, no, it's, I think it's a like a creepy pirate hand. Oh, but, okay. Uh, I, like when you said something about Mickey Mouse, like Easter eggs, I thought like that's supposed to be Mickey Mouse's hand. Oh yeah, no, I, there are plenty of uh, um, hidden Mickey's in uh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, but yeah, that's not one of them. Like I think there's a couple of different times when you can see like um, cannonballs in the shape of a Mickey head, that sort of thing. But um, Disney likes to do that on purpose. Um, and then, uh, during, uh, the scene where, um, Will is waking up after getting knocked out in Port Royal, uh, kind of at the beginning of the movie, um, you can see some people in the background as he's waking up. And, uh, if you look closely enough, there's a, uh, little girl sleeping off a porch, um, uh, behind him. And that is the same actress that plays young Elizabeth Swan at the beginning of the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh the uh three main characters uh don't know if anybody picked up on this just because uh they're, you know, into birds or whatnot, but uh Jack Sparrow, Elizabeth Swan, and William Turner are all named after birds. Um the sparrow uh tattoo and um everything on uh Johnny Depp was fake. Uh and you know, he got uh a real tattoo in honor of his son, Jack. Um, and they also had to uh, kind of like blot out some of his uh, tattoos too, with like charcoal and dirt and, and things when they were getting his makeup uh, done. Uh, which brings me into one of my other facts is uh, during, uh, uh, you know, the makeup um, portion of the day, uh, 
Johnny Depp and his makeup artist would uh, create a scab on his uh, jawline and would make it uh, grow bigger and bigger as the production went on. And they did that as kind of like an inside joke. Um, and then uh, my uh, last um, tidbit, um, again, is uh, a hidden Mickey. Um, if you uh, look at the last cannon shot um, during the Black Pearl siege on the town in the beginning, uh, the smoke billows in the night sky of that cannon shot uh, turn into a Mickey Mouse. Oh, see, there's the Easter egg, the Mickey Mouse Easter egg. Yeah. At least one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to uh, go back real quick when you said that uh, Will, Jack, and Elizabeth are named after birds. Now, I know Sparrow, obviously a bird. Swan, obviously a bird, but I don't get the Will Turner one. Uh, it's a turn. Arctic turn. Oh. Yeah, it's a type of bird. Okay, never never fucking heard of it. <laughs> uh, the only reason I know that it's bird and that that's what it's called is the uh, um, show Whose Line Is It Anyway. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they do this uh, uh, thing on there where they are they're doing um, uh, song styles. I think it's the name of the game, and they're doing different genres of uh, of music. And uh, Ryan Styles, one of the actors on there, says that, uh, uh, "Hey, Colin, what's uh, what's the sound a crow makes?" And Colin's like, "I don't know. What are you getting at?" And he's like, "Ska, ska." And then they go back and call and it's like, what sound does an Arctic turn make? <laughs> oh, that's such a good show. I love the, uh, the U S version of it. I remember it always was, uh, whose line is it anyway? And then you got the Drew Carey show right afterward, which I was a huge fan of too. Yeah. Bummed out though. I can't but find it on streaming anywhere. I'm no one has that available to, to watch uh, this brother arsenal. Yeah. It, it's on, um, Oh, what is it on? It was on HBO. The entire series. Oh, it, it was? Yeah. Uh, as, as far as I know, it's still on there. Um, and then uh, I, they might have gotten rid of it, but it was on uh, the CW app as well. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't trust David Zasloff, so he probably took it off. Yeah, you're probably not wrong. It is not available anywhere right now. What? Um, yeah it was on hbo max when it was still hbo max yeah uh found that out by using the just watch app uh for anyone that wants to watch the movies that we talk about download the just watch app find anything any movie any television show you can find out where it's streaming at just watch download it where you get your app for your phone so that's my free plug of the day subway and just watch sponsor the show we got you. Yep. We got just, you, boo. You know, a little bit of money. Yeah, little, just a little uh, bit. Just, just a little bit of money. Just enough for us to quit our jobs and we could do this full time. That's all we ask. I'll talk about Just Watch all day long if they will pay me enough to quit my job. Just a modest fee. I don't need to be <laughs> like, I don't need to be amongst the elite. Just enough to quit my job. Just pay the bills, put some food on the table, maybe enjoy life a little bit. Yeah, that's it. Not asking for much. Come on, guys. Um, 
The uh, next category we got is the highlight reel. This is uh, the category where we uh, give uh, our favorite scenes of the movie or the scene of the movie that you would introduce to someone that's never seen this movie before to sell them on the movie. So like, you know, the demo, the demo reel, I guess. Yeah. Um, For me, I think it's the introduction to Jack Sparrow. That's my favorite scene in the movie. That's a really good one, especially because of how they frame the shot. Yeah. The the gag afterwards. Yeah, because they frame the shot. It's uh, Jack Sparrow. It looks like he's uh, uh, atop the ship. You get the the rousing uh, Hans. Hans Zimmer was the one that scored this movie, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. It sounded like him. I never paid attention to it. Get the rousing Hans Zimmer score as the sun kind of peeking out from behind him. Just looks like, all right, here's this badass pirate coming in. And then as they take the camera back, you start to notice that uh, Jack Sparrow's ship is sinking. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And when he finally gets to the port or the dock, basically his ship is underwater and he's like barely hanging on by like, he's like on one of the, the, I'm not a very good with nautical terms, so I forgive me if I call these like really stupid names. But like where they the whole, the sails are located, the top of the mast. Thank you, Adam. Top of the mast. Thank you, and that's another reason why I brought you on tonight's episode is because uh, you seem like a gentleman that knows his way around a boat. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert: I don't. If you get me on a boat, we're we're stranded. Well, Sorry. Fuck note <laughs> self. We uh, we get a boat. If uh, Subway and Just Watch come through with the sponsorship money, you can rest assured we're not buying a boat with it. <laughs> Unless we get Captain Ron as our captain. But that's another movie for another time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's my favorite scene just because it kind of shows you what kind of character you're in store for for the rest of the movie, Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like that scene a lot. That's That, that was on my list as well. Um. I also dug like the final act. Just really loved like the whole. Uh, I like uh, in these like these uh, era movies where uh, there's a fight on a boat. Yeah, where there's like sword fighting and like gunfire on a boat. I always dig that. So I really mm-hmm. uh, enjoyed that sequence as well. And uh, of course, yeah, like you get the really cool uh, the crew of the Black Pearl underwater. As uh, yeah. skeletons to attack uh, Norrington's crew, and then of course you find out that uh, Jack Sparrow is also cursed, so he's kind of a skeleton too. Which uh, I will say, it didn't make a lot of sense to me watching it back today. It's like the whole movie he not want, he's been exposed to the same shit that the rest of them have, but yet he doesn't reveal himself to be a skeleton until this part of the movie. Well, that's because he he doesn't take any coins from the chest until the very end. Oh, so that's what happens is they have to take... Yeah, you have to take a coin from the chest to become a skeleton. And so he palms one at the very end before he fights Barbosa. They actually do a slow motion shot of him, like, sticking it up his sleeve. Okay, well, this that is why I need to just be able to fight through sleep and just watch these movies in one setting. Because when I <laughs> resume this for the third time was right after that because I watched like the last 20 <laughs> minutes of it yesterday. 
So that's what I get yeah. for not paying attention. And it had been a while since I had not seen it. So thanks, Adam. Another reason why you're on the show is because you correct me on my stupid mistakes. But um, I mean, you fell asleep. It's, it's all right. Because I'm old. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's my favorite sequence of the movie uh, is the introduction to Jack. What's yours, man? Yeah, I liked uh, I liked the final fight too. I liked the introduction to Jack. Um, uh, my favorite though uh, probably has to be um, the the final sequence, uh, starting with them walking underwater. Uh, just because you know you get that climactic battle scene, you get all the swashbuckling of literally everyone. And um, uh, I was going to say uh, uh, the ship to ship battle they had in the uh, middle kind of where um, uh, they're fighting over the coin and um, the monkey steals the coin and they run out the guns and that sort of thing. Um, I had that scene ruined for me, though, uh, from the internet, uh, because I forget what YouTube channel it was, like Insider or Wired or somebody um, brought a naval battle expert to go like break down these uh, different movies, naval battles, and how accurate they were. And uh, he sits there and says, like, yeah, you don't get that close to each other to swing from ship to ship. That's a really good way to get shot. Mm -hmm. You you don't go take somebody's ship. You don't leave your ship because then that leaves them, uh, you know, vulnerable to take your ship. And I'm like, well, that just ruins the whole, like, ship to ship battle movie thing for me. So, yeah, I like. uh, Was this Mythbusters that did that? No, it was uh, it was it was a YouTube channel. I forget what it was. Because I know MythBusters, MythBusters is good at doing that. They'll fucking yeah. ruin like like just the cool things in movies. Like, oh, you can't really do that. Iron Man suit can never happen. Yeah, or um, uh, shooting a lot to break it. Like that apparently is not a thing. Like you can't do that. Well, I what I say to this YouTube video is like, dude, like. I don't want to see like two ships just like firing like cannons at one another from like a long distance. Like I want to see like a motherfucker swing from one ship to another to like right. engage in sword fighting. That's like the whole point of a fucking pirate movie. Yeah, it is. And like he, he goes on to say how stupid it is to be that close to one another and try and swing and onto the other ship. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong, guy, but it looks cool, so shut up. Yeah, he's he's stupid for being a fucking buzzkill. <laughs> That's my second favorite, but my favorite has to be the uh the end sequence. Um and they're all fighting on the uh the ship. They ambush them in the middle of the night and uh like uh when the I don't even know what he is, like a a mayor or uh, what is he? He's like the mayor of Port Royal. I don't know what they call him in British terms, but um, where he pulls out the drawer and uh, there's a severed arm in there and he <laughs> almost throws up. Oh, are you talking about uh, the uh, Jonathan Price character? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't and, know uh, what his uh, his official title is, but I'm looking it up, so keep talking. Uh, I like the, uh, the whole portion inside of the uh, treasure uh, cove uh, where the guy with the bombs uh, is trying to blow them up and then they like um, skewer them together and then like stick the bomb inside of him when he's a skeleton and then push him away from the moonlight and then he can't get it out. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That, I, I did dig that sequence. Oh, by the way, uh, he is a governor. Governor. Okay. 
Yeah. Uh, and according to uh, the Wikipedia, uh, Jonathan Price was the third actor considered for that. Uh, Tom Wilkinson was negotiating to play the part. And then uh, Brian Cox turned the role down because he didn't want to work with Johnny Depp. Really? Yeah. It it says right here, it says Brian Cox turned down the role as he didn't want to work with Depp, but the role went to Price, whom Depp idolized. Uh, Okay. I would have loved Brian Cox in this because I'm a huge fan of that dude. Oh, man. After watching Succession, I'm... uh even bigger fan of him i i liked him in like you know stuff like uh born and and he was jenna made me watch fraser and he's in that he's also he's the mcdonald's guy he does the voiceover for mcdonald's stuff oh really mm-hmm. at least he was for a while i don't know if he still is or not but he was doing mcdonald's commercials for a while too see the man is a man of many talents he could have been at a government <laughs> yeah that would have been so cool to see him in that um, I think we can give the best sequence of the movie to the, the final act. Cause I mean, we both were in okay. agreements that that's, that was, a, we both had that on our list of favorite scenes. So, yeah, but, uh, okay. yeah, the, the Jack Sparrow intro is pretty cool, but I would give that, the that would be the silver medal. Yeah, I would agree with that. And then close third is the, uh, the naval battle in the middle of the movie. Mm-hmm. I also dug the uh, when uh, they're about to hang him at the end. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was really cool, too. Although I never I I don't understand Will Turner's uh, Three Musketeers hat. Yeah, it takes you out of it for a minute. I do like how he points it out, too, at the very end. It's like nice hat. And then he just jumps. Um, The uh, next category is the uh, Paul Walker. I said, forget about a cub. Award for the most memorable line, good or bad, of the movie. Um, uh, we were discussing this before the show that I don't think there's really a line from the movie that is incredibly memorable because I think the character of Jack Sparrow himself is more of a pop culture icon than anything he says. Agreed. Um which, I mean, honestly, he's going to be the character that I would think that has the most quotable dialogue. Um, but I think the uh, winner of this award is the uh, person, I don't know who the actor is, but he says that's the best pirate I've ever seen. Simply because mm-hmm. it created a, uh, it's a viral sensation where uh, they would take that clip and then they would say that that's the best pirate I've ever seen. And then they would follow with just an incredibly epic crash of some kind, whether it was a boat or a car or a bicycle or something, like just somebody being really fucking stupid and crashing something. And it's on the same level of like Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne. And yeah. then it's nowhere near that. <laughs> yeah. I think that that's, that would be my nominee simply because that line has lived on through the internet and the incredible world of memes. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, that's that. That's probably it for me as well. Uh, there's a couple of different lines that are like, you know, funny, uh, like, oh, and then they made me their chief and then she like falls in the water or like um, uh, I was talking about before uh, we started uh, recording. And um, I think the, the most memorable line for me anyways was uh, when uh, Captain Barbosa says, you best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner, you're in one. 
Uh, it wasn't even Johnny Depp that said it. So, um, but I'm I'm cool with giving it to that's the best pirate I've ever seen, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, because uh, like yeah, uh, I didn't even know that that was a thing uh, until my uh, my son will sometimes uh, ask me to watch. Uh, there's something on YouTube. They it's called Try Not to Laugh videos where they play like really funny clips and basically you have to try not to laugh at them. Mm-hmm. And he showed me this one where it's uh, it's like that's the best pirate I've ever seen, and it's like they play that that dun 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 dun, dun, dun and it's like yeah. somebody crashing a boat into a like a pier, <laughs> and I I yeah. fucking lost it, and I I forgot all about that until right before we went on, and you had mentioned something about it, and they're like oh fuck, they used to do they had memes for that, so yeah, I I think that's yeah. got to be the winner because it. To this day, it's still incredibly funny. It's aged beautifully. It has. Um, so yeah, we're giving it to that one. Uh, I don't know who the actor is that says that line. No disrespect, but I think he's the guy that. Uh, I think he's on the. Uh... Now this is a thing that I have trouble with when I watch these movies. I lost track of what boat is what. Because they look pretty much the same, but is it the boat? Is it the interceptor that they're on for the, the last interceptor half? Interceptor is the one is the very last one that they steal. Uh, the Dauntless is the second best in the fleet, and they they steal that one first. So they're going after it in the interceptor, and then they uh, make that the diversion and swap over to the interceptor. Mm-hmm. So the, the interceptor is the one that they're in. During the last act. Right. Or the, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. It just, yeah, like, trying to keep track of these fucking boats is like trying to keep track of the Transformers and the Transformers movies. They look exactly the same. And outside of fucking Optimus Prime and Bumblebee, I don't know who the hell is who. Yeah, and the only reason that you know what the Black Pearl is is because it's not the Black Sails. The Black Pearl. That was a horrible, <laughs> uh, that was a horrible... Uh, Johnny Depp. He always he says the Black Pearl like uh like an eight year old kid. He does, yeah. Um, throwing hose in my ship. The uh, McLovin Award for the most impactful supporting performance of the movie. Um, kind of curious to hear who your nominee is. Um, so mine is gonna be I don't I don't remember the actor's name, but the guy that played uh, Mr. Gibbs. Oh. Really, Kevin McNally? Yeah, McNally? That's probably it. It is. That's who it is. Uh, the only reason I know that because he's mine too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Here we go. I love. I love Mr. I Gibbs. We... He's like outside of Jack. He's my favorite character in these movies. Um. Oh yeah, for sure. He's kind of like the audience's guide to the pirate code. Yeah. He's like the Siri of the pirate code. Like he kind of explains like what the <laughs> fuck the these uh these pirate codes are, uh, and he almost sticks to it too much to a T cause he kind of fucks over, uh, Jack yeah. at a couple points of the movie, but I don't know why I just, I always liked that character. I mean, he's, he's really laid back too. He's, he's kind of a piratey pirate, but he's also like at the beginning, he's a stand up citizen. He's on like the interceptor, whatever boat that is at the beginning, um, uh, with the British people. And then the next time we see him, he's in uh, like a, a pig pen, literally in a pig pen, and he gets splashed with water, and then he goes to a bar. 
and he's the most piratey pirate you've ever seen. Yeah, I, I commend any <laughs> actor that will sleep in a pig pen with an actual live yeah. pig. But yeah, I, I think <laughs> without that character, though, you kind of get lost on like why certain things happen during the movie, and he just kind of is yeah. there to explain it for you. He's kind of like, uh, what, was, what was that internet thing? It was kind of like Google before Google. It was Ask, ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves, yeah, he's Jeeves. Yeah. He's the pirate Jeeves. Yeah, R. <laughs> he, uh, he does something in such a fun way, too. He's like deadpan and serious about things, but it, it, like in a piratey way, and it, just, it comes off as funny half the time, too. Mm-hmm. I know a lot like of people that are... I know a lot of people are going to listen to the show are going to say that they liked uh, the two members of Barbosa's crew. Like one of them is uh, he played a creepy character on an episode of Seinfeld. And then uh, the other guy was his name's Mackenzie Crook. He played uh, the Dwight Schrute character on the British version of the office. The guy that has the eye that chronically falls out. Yeah, Uh, I just find them two characters annoying and I wish they would have been killed. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the like uh, pretending to read the Bible's a lie, and then you can get a new eye that's made of glass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people that would probably say, "Oh, it's got to be them too." But yeah, I no. See, if if it were anyone else, uh, like I, I would say Jeffrey Rush, but he's too much of a uh, a star, and he's actually um, like in the marquee. So I don't, I don't think he would count. Other than that, like, yeah, there's no real good supporting actors. Uh, that actor's name is uh, with Mackenzie Crook. His name is Lee Ehrenberg, and he played the guy that stole the parking spots in Seinfeld. An old Seinfeld episode. Yep. But yeah, don't care for those characters. I also don't like the two uh, British officers that I get uh, during the introduction of Jack Sparrow. They kind of do that Disney thing where they kind of like talk their way out of it. Like they talk so much, they kind of avoid the situation at hand. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not a fan of that movie trope at all where these two guys yeah, are bumbling and they have an argument like, Oh, well fuck the guy that we're supposed to prevent from leaving here is gone because we can't shut up. Yeah. But yeah, I I'm in total agreement. Kevin McNally Mr. Gibbs, our definite winner. And I guess he is one of the, it's uh, Johnny Depp and him, I believe, are the only two actors to be in all five of the movies. Yeah, well, um, Jeffrey Rush. Was Jeffrey Rush in five? Yeah, he was in five. He was the main focus of five because it was his... uh, Spoiler alert! If you haven't seen it, I guess it's really old. His daughter is like the oh yeah yeah um, yeah okay yeah I guess it makes sense because he does appear at the end of two and he's in the rest of them. yeah yeah but yeah the, those three only three that are in all of them um the uh, the next award we don't uh, bust this one out often but I do have a candidate for this. Uh, I'm calling this one the Welcome to Dumpsville Population U Award for the performer that you would like to recast in this movie. And for me, okay. I would like to recast the uh, the Norrington character. 
the Commodore Norrington. Uh, I think okay. Jack Davenport, fine actor, but he comes across as extremely wooden in this movie. Oh, okay, yeah. And it would have been nice to have somebody with a little bit more uh, cachet. Like, I, I was thinking, it, I'm probably completely out in left field here, and there's no fucking way, and it probably wouldn't even match, but I would say Colin Firth. I would like to have seen him. Because I think that's... Okay. I think, yeah, this is before before he wins uh, Best Actor Oscar for the uh, the King's Speech. King's Speech, yeah. Yeah, I could see that happening. And he he's uh, a, a well like he's known enough to where he could be in a role like this, but he's not like so well known that like he kind of overshadows everybody else when he's in a scene with him. So that would be the the guy. I, I think he would have been a little bit better in this than Jack Davenport. Okay. I uh, don't have any qualms with any of the actors. I don't really have a, a recast, but uh, since we were talking about it earlier, um, uh, Governor Swan would be uh, better played by Brian Cox. For yeah, sure. if I would have known, cool. if I would have known that Brian Cox was up for this role, definitely. And as a matter of fact, I'm changing my vote. Jonathan Price, get the fuck out of here. Brian Cox, you're in. Excellent. Yeah, and plus it would have been nice to hear a fuck off. Man, he would have been like, I don't know if I could see him as like a skittish governor that isn't uh, like, you know, attuned to violence or anything like that. He typically plays a hard ass in most stuff he's in, but have you ever seen Deadwood? Yeah. He plays an actor in Deadwood and he's kind of uh, more on the whimsical side. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if the character he's playing is meant to be gay it's kind of the vibes he gives up but they never really say it in the show so i don't know i'm not assuming yeah but he kind of comes off as very eccentric and uh flamboyant he's not really that tough gruff brian cox that we usually see in movies so i think he could have pulled yeah. it off okay yeah nothing yeah. nothing with jonathan price it just i like brian cox better same so <laughs> yeah that's who we're giving it to you're spared, okay. Jack Davenport. <laughs> Colin Firth would have been good, though. Yeah, I, I do like the Colin Firth thing. Because, yeah, it's like I said, yeah, this is before he becomes, like, yeah, this is well before the Kingsman. This is before the King's speech. I think this is even before Bridget Jones's Diary, which I think this that's the movie he becomes kind of a big deal for American audiences. Cause, uh, I think him he's also and- in Love Actually as well. Oh no, he he was in Bridget Jones Diary. That's two thousand and one. So, okay. But even then, I think he's the third lead. It's that's Renee Zellweger, Hugh Grant, then Colin Firth. So he, I think he still could have pulled Mm -hmm. it off. He would. I think he just would have had his name probably on that like right, right above or right below Jonathan Price. So yeah, I think it still could have worked. And you know what? If it doesn't, fuck it. It's our move. It's our show. So we're gonna do whatever we want. Right. Um, I know we have the unsolved mysteries uh, category of the movie. There's really nothing that uh, I had questions for. You pretty much answered it for me. With uh, oh, yeah, yeah. why did he turn into a skeleton? But that that's not really an unsolved mystery. That's me just falling asleep behind the wheel, not paying attention, because I happen to uh, 
when I was rewinding it back to where I left off, I was like, oh, that's fucking close enough. Yeah. And I missed a key. I guess apparently I missed a very key component of the movie, but <laughs> Detective Adam uh, came through in the clutch. Um, uh, before we wrap this up, uh, the final category is uh, our, the Hall of Fame. Um, I have a series of uh, categories for this particular movie, and I'm just curious to see for you from you whether this falls into this particular category's Hall of Fame. So uh, would Pirates of the Caribbean be in the Johnny Depp movie Hall of Fame? Oh, by far. Yeah. I think this is even number one. Yeah, this is the first ballot Hall of Famer. I think this is the the one role that he's most known for, even above Edward Scissorhands, Sweeney Todd, the Mad Hatter. It's definitely Jack Sparrow. So yeah, I think this is a first ballot Johnny Depp Hall of Famer. Uh, what about pirate movies? Uh, probably also number one. Really? I don't yeah, think we'd have a yeah. Because I mean, I think for this, anybody. Anybody under 50, really, this is probably the biggest pirate movie that there is mm-hmm. by far. I mean, you have to go back to like pre-1960, I think, to really find a worthwhile pirate movie, at least something on this level of like notoriety. Yeah. Oh, like I said before, the the last pirate movie I remember watching that was, it was even a Disney movie, was uh, Blackbeard's Ghost. Mm. And that's just like a, one of those goofy uh, Disney live action movies. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess you could possibly, I guess you could shoehorn something like Waterworld as a pirate movie. Yeah. Cause it kind of does take place on the water. Um, it's not, though. but it's not really a pirate. I don't think it's, I wouldn't consider yeah. it a pirate movie. And we're not also counting uh, modern pirates, Somalian pirates or other pirates. No, because yeah, we'd have to put Captain Phillips into that. Yeah, uh, Captain Ron has pirates in it too. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which um, damn, uh, we'd need to do a fucking Captain Ron episode now. That's the second time I've mentioned yeah. him in here today. Uh, I mean, Dodgeball has a pirate in it, but not a real one. Yeah, Steve <laughs> the pirate. Uh, maybe that's a better uh, question for a uh, better pirate, uh, Jack Sparrow or Steve the pirate. <laughs> um what about theme park based movies? We don't have a lot of these, so I guess yeah. Yeah, yeah I would agree with that. Um let's see, Pirates, uh got Haunted Mansion, Country Bears. Um Well, we've got two Haunted Mansion movies. Yeah. There's the Pirates of the um, Caribbean and there's Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise, yeah. So yeah, I think this one is easily a top of those. Oh, for sure. Um, trying to think of other theme park related rides um, or related movies. Um, the only thing I can really think of is there was a book based off of The Beast and Paramount's Kings Island, but that doesn't really count. So, yeah, it's all Disney Disney rides. Yeah. <laughs> Not even Universal. Universal doesn't do movies based off their rides either. Yeah, well, I don't think uh, I think Universal is not quite the iconic theme park that. Yeah, and plus a lot of their stuff's already based on movie properties, anyways. True. Oh, uh, but yeah, uh, do you have any uh, anything you want to add to the Hall of Fame category? Uh, let's see. 
No, I don't think so. And nothing that I can think of. I'm sure I'll think of it after we're done recording, and okay. then I'll kick myself later. But <laughs> that's that's how it always goes for me too. Uh, well, hey man, this was awesome having you on. Uh, thanks to all you guys and gals for voting for Pirates of the Caribbean. Curse of Black Pearl is a uh, kind of a cool uh, trip down memory lane from 2003. It, doesn't really seem like that long ago until you sit and think about it for a minute. Like, fuck, that was 20 years ago. Back, uh, back in the days of yore when uh, to watch a movie, you had to go to a store to borrow it or buy it outright or hope for it yeah. to come on TV. Back when I think Netflix was starting to mail out DVDs. Yeah, I think this is about that time. Because I think I, I got wow. it like a year or so after. That's insanity to me. Mm-hmm. I can't even fathom how far we've come in the last Yeah. Yeah, now uh, anybody wants to watch this movie, all you got to do is just go, go on your TV and hit a button that's right there for you. Man. What a time to be days. alive. I don't know how good they had it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because like I know back in the day, like if I didn't own this movie, I had to go check out the video store. If they didn't have it, I was just shit out of luck. Like, you're just gonna have to wait for it to come back in, dude. Well, unless you went to Blockbuster, then I guarantee you they would have had like 300 copies of Pirates of the Caribbean. It would have been their guaranteed in stock title. Yeah, yeah, because they would always have a a crap ton of the ones that did really well. See, I never had to worry about that because if it was uh, one of those titles, I would just, I prob- probably would have bought it. So there was no need mm-hmm. for me to rush out and rent it. Uh, the only time I was different is when uh, Saw 2 had come out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had went to Blockbuster and I was like, it was like, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to, I'm going in. I'm going to watch these Saw movies to see what it's about. And uh, handed Saw 1 and Saw 2 to the clerk and he's checking me out. And, Guy says, oh, you haven't seen uh, the Saw movies yet? I'm like, no, this first time seeing it. He goes, son, you ain't lived. <laughs> and I'm you like, ain't lived until he's been called. All right, well, it's like, all right, well, get busy living then, I guess. I'm going to keep <laughs> this an extra night. But um, yeah, it was a good time, though, man. Uh, I like doing these movie episodes. Maybe we'll start doing more of them. Okay. Yeah. Well, we've obviously got a list of movies we got to get done too. So I've got fuck four hundred plus movies on here, <laughs> and I completely forgot uh, after we put those movies up for vote that National Lampoon's Vacation uh, turns forty this year. Oh, wow. so I could have put that one up for uh, selection too. And there was also In the Line of Fire with Clint Eastwood. That was uh, up. Uh, the Fugitive. Just celebrated an anniversary, but we've already done the fugitive, so mm-hmm. yeah. but well, we could have redid that one too. Just called movies. it the 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 hen house edition fugitive part due. Yeah, we could have we could have done an anniversary episode for the anniversary. Yeah, or we could have just done uh the refugitive US Marshals. <laughs> but that probably would have just thrown people off. Are they doing the fugitive or US Marshals? And no, I would never do U.S. Marshals. That movie's not any good. But um, Adam, as fun as always, I'm glad you're feeling better. Uh, 
before we uh, wrap this up, Subway, we haven't forgot about you. Hit us up. Uh, and f- anybody can hit us up, too. Uh, you can follow us on our socials. We are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We are on uh, the Threads, the brand-new Threads app that you can find uh, by the folks from uh, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, shoot us an email at the couch potato podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up. Uh, let us know what you think of the show. Uh, let us know any show ideas, uh, thoughts on prior episodes. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you like what we're doing here on the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. Helps us get discovered in those search results. So we do appreciate that as well. And uh, that'll do it for this week. So uh, until next Tuesday. Well, no, it'll probably be Thursday because uh, this is the second episode of the week. So we're going to do it Thursday. We'll drop a new episode Thursday. So uh, until Thursday, we will talk to you guys later.